We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. So they're five and three as we start the second half of the NFL season. Bears and the Titans. Fred Hubner along with Brian Hanley. And as we do each and every week, we bring in our guy, Jeff Dickerson. J.D. is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D., what's going on? Guys, great to talk with you. Uh, obviously, the news continues to kind of pour in and, and not a really positive fashion for the Bears. You heard earlier that Bachavius Simmons, who was going to be their swing tackle today, um, did test positive for COVID. That test was confirmed. So he is in Nashville. He made the trip. He is uh, self-quarantining right now and working with the league. They don't believe there are any high-risk close contacts, but guys, I mean, we had a situation earlier this week where Jason Spriggs went on, Jermaine Effetti, who then was taken off because he kept testing negative. But then Cody Whitehair went on. The Bears were hopeful that maybe this was contained, and now Lachavia Simmons is on the reserve COVID list after testing positive. Deion Bush is on the list, although he – did not test positive, but he was deemed to be in close contact with someone that is positive. So that, and taken into account, guys, with all the other injuries, Bobby Massey on injured reserve, uh, it's, it's not a good situation for this team. This is going to be a very hard game for them to win. And if the Bears do, guys, find a way to pull this out, there needs to be no um, – critique of how they do it because uh, this will be the pure definition of winning ugly uh, like they like to talk about if yeah. they can find a way to get this done yeah well that's the thing jd uh, you know uh, we were talking about you know it, it's it seems obvious you have to run the ball against the defense in in tennessee that allows 128 yards per game on the ground but can you run it effectively with a makeshift offensive line and still not sure that you have well you're sure you don't have any you know bell cow type running back but you're gonna have to wow the nation with the t formation it would seem at least start that way and try to establish something on the ground i mean brian they couldn't run the ball when they had their starting offensive line healthy you know (laughs) i mean they enter they enter week nine you know 31st and in rushing yards per game they're i think dead last in yards gained before first contact um, and now you're talking about an offensive line that likely will consist of uh, Rashad Coward back outside at right tackle. You know, Arlington Hambright making a start uh, at left guard. Uh, you've got a Fetty back, which is great. Alex Bars, though, probably has to play center because Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair's backup, is also inactive today. We all know that Charles Leno isn't having probably his best season. So, yes, it, absolutely, Brian. In theory, you would say run the ball, shorten the game, kill the clock, do something uh, to give yourself a chance here. But uh, I don't know. We, we, we will see. I mean, it's, it's hard to envision the Bears offense coming out and being incredibly sharp given all the injuries. And, guys, don't forget, they had to close the facility on Thursday, so they didn't, work, they didn't practice on Thursday. They were back at it Friday, but they missed a real whole day of work now, the Titans have lost two straight, and they lost to the Bengals last week. That was a bad loss for them. They had a close loss to the Steelers the week before. This is still a team that I think proved last year that they're pretty legit, and they had a pretty deep playoff run, and, and they got off to that 5-0 and start dealing with all the COVID issues they were dealing with. 
So again, like it, it doesn't have to anyway. If they if they win today by scoring two field goals and three safeties, I mean it's it, it's a win <laughs> you have to take because I think they're going into this game uh, severely out outmanned, especially on that offensive line. Oh, but you know what? We got the secret weapon. He's making us. He's active for the first time this year. Riley, yeah, Riley Ridley. Ridley. I mean, everyone asks for Riley Ridley. <laughs> this is what I'll tell people. I mean, and again, it's I can't believe Riley Ridley's inactive. When guys are inactive, when they are healthy scratches, it is, and I'm not in any way saying this in, in a mean way, the team feels like they can win without them. That's what being a healthy inactive means. It means they look at everything and they say, you know what, we can go into this game and not have this guy and still win. So that's what Riley Ridley's status has been. It's not as if the Bears have had this incredible production outside of, you know, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney's done some stuff at wide receiver. That's good. Anthony Miller is a bit hit or miss. Um, you know, Javon Wims, of course, uh, the, the boxer, uh, is, is out today for serving his two-game suspension. So, yeah, so Riley Ridley will have a chance. What he will do with that chance, I don't know how many opportunities is he going to get? Guys, Javon Wims, I think, had like nine targets or something. I mean, so that role that he will be occupying today over the course of the first eight games hasn't had much action come their way. So it's nice that he's, I guess, active, but you would expect a fourth-round pick to maybe be in a little better position at this stage of his career to contribute. He's not. He's active today, and, and we'll see what becomes of it. You know, today, J.D., we have a text poll question. Which uh, Bears rookie will have the best second half of the season? Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, Darnell Mooney. And Cole Komet has a groin injury he's dealing with, but he's active today. Um, what is going to – how would you answer that question, just projecting and, and giving the offensive line, who knows what the real answer is going to yeah. be. But but the, the general direction Cole Komet's season's going in is, is kind of stuck in the mud, right? I mean, whenever they're going do, anywhere, Brian, right, it's, it's, right. it's like, well – I mean, this is what you would expect from a seventh-round pick. Exactly. I'm not saying that it's his fault in any way. No, I'm just saying no. when you take someone with your first pick in the second round, you would anticipate the Bears carving out a bigger role for him. And they, they've been talking about it. It just, it just hasn't happened. And that's not on Cole Komet. That's just on the circumstances of play here. So the way that I would answer that question, I, I would feel pretty comfortable voting for Jalen Johnson just because you know he's a starter if he stays healthy. He's, he's played well. I mean, he's gotten beat. Every quarterback gets beat. you got to have a short memory. That's the whole thing they say about that position. This kid's a nice player. Um, uh, Darnell Mooney's a very good player, too. But, again, I wonder a little bit, like today, for example, um, I don't really see many downfield opportunities because I don't really see that offensive line giving Nick Foles much time to throw. Now, that was a good I, – I love the – 50-yard pass to Mooney last week. He, he's, you know, Foles got back there. He stepped up in the pocket. It was, it was there for him. Makes a great throw, good catch. Loved it. I don't know how that would materialize today, um, given what we're looking at on that, on that offensive line. So I just think, again, we talk about not the players per se, but the circumstances surrounding their positions. Um, I, I would vote for Jalen Johnson uh, pretty, pretty hands down with that poll. J.D., I was one of the guys that when the Bears signed Lamar Miller to their practice squad, I said, you know what, with the injury to Tariq Cohen, 
you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, he's been able to run the ball with Miami and, and with the Texans and things like that. He's still there, right? He's still in the practice He's squad. there. Uh, he's there. It's, it's taking longer than I think most anticipated for him to get bumped up to the active roster. And this is, again, Fred, real downside of, of our predicament where we can't be there, we can't watch practice. Sure. We don't. It, it's hard. For it's, I sound like Cutler. It's hard. Uh, it, is, it is difficult to do this because you only can basically rely on what they're telling you on these Zoom calls, and it's a lot easier to just kind of brush off this stuff when you're on a Zoom. No one can ask follow-ups. It's very vague, um, except for the head coach. You know, availability is kind of spotty. So I, I don't know what to say about that other than he just must not be showing them enough where they feel like it's it's important for him to occupy an active spot on game day. Um, I'm surprised the way the Bears have talked about him. I, I'm surprised, but I guess that's still the point that that they're at. Maybe they're targeting the post bye week guys. These they, they need the bye. So I mean, the sure they wish the bye was next week. Yeah, not the week after. Maybe after the bye, he'll find himself in the mix. So where's the defense, from your perspective, J.D., where's the defense, how, how well or, or not well are they playing right now? I think it is concerning, Brian, the way that they're playing against the run. Uh, and obviously, you know, who Here you're, comes facing Henry. Yeah. you're facing the best rusher in the NFL. That's, that's going to be a great challenge. Um, I still feel overall um, there have been more positive moments than, than negative moments. Now, again, another interesting nugget today is that the Titans guys are incredibly efficient inside the red zone on offense. I think they're number two in the NFL. I have to double-check my game notes here. But I know they're, they're near the top of the league in red zone efficiency. And we know the Bears' defense, one of their strengths has been when they have bent this year, they usually do not break in the red zone. So that's another kind of matchup inside the matchup for well, today's to, game. To your point, uh, J.D., Ryan Tannehill threw his first interception in the end zone last week. Prior to that, thirteen TDs, no interceptions in the red zone. He he takes care of the he takes care of the football. Um, you know he isn't the you know he isn't the, the you know the, the superstar quarterback I guess, but he he's been winning for them, and they rewarded him with a big contract in the offseason. Remember he worked with Bill Lazor in Miami, so the Bears know all about Ryan Tannehill. Um, he does a pretty good job for them. Yeah, he protects the football in the red zone. Uh, I, I would say certainly if you have your list of holiday grievances coming up when it comes to the Bears, and we all do, and, and some of us uh, at ESPN 1000 have already thrown the towel, uh, not me, uh, one of our <laughs> morning hosts has thrown the towel already, um, I, don't, I wouldn't put the Bears defense very high on that grievance list, although they do have to stop the run. I'm sure they're going to sell out to stop the run today, and that's going to be fun to see those guys try to go up against uh, Derrick Henry, who is just uh, he's a beast. I mean, he gets a good head of steam going. And he's a tough guy to bring down. And you know the Titans will try to feature him as much as possible this afternoon. You know, J.D., and I know you remember this because I'm pretty sure it was at Soldier Field. But there were a few years back where the Bears were very, very close to beating the Miami Dolphins. And then, all of a sudden, Ryan Tannehill ran like 40 yards on a scramble and got the ball in position and they scored. And the Bears ended up losing, I'm pretty sure. My memory's going a little bit. But Tannehill's a guy I went back and watched some of the game from last week against Cincinnati. And the Bears defense has to be very careful because Tannehill is ready to, to take off and he can run. He, he can run. Look, yeah. he's, he's had a great second act of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, in Miami, it didn't work out just because they changed ownership. Or they, not ownership they changed the uh, you know, front office types and 
and they changed regimes. But this this guy can play. I'm, I'm trying to think of that game, Fred. Was that the Fox era? Because I've really made it a point to erase those games from my memory banks. I'm, look, I'm trying to look back right now. You know, those John Fox years, um, that's just a big fog. It's a big fog for everybody. But but I remember the last time uh, the Bears were in Nashville for a regular season game. Um, that was tremendous. That was like, you know, they, they hung like 50 on him by halftime or, or some ridiculous number. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he's, a, he's a mobile quarterback. He's, he's a smart player. Um, this is a good team, even though they've lost two in a row. So they walk into this being like, you know what? Our defense hasn't played well this year, but we are playing the Bears. And that, I think, has kind of been a rallying cry for any defense around the NFL that's struggling that has the Bears uh, next up on their schedule. Well, we're trying to get uh, you know familiar with Arlington Hambright, which Fred and Tyler pointed out sounds like a soccer team in Europe. Um, <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to see some new faces too. How much are we going to see of guys like you know Daniel McCullins and and Dieter Eisel yeah. and Badera Treor? Yeah, you're going to see. You're going to well, you, you could definitely see those guys. I mean, John Jenkins being out certainly opens up a hole uh, on that defensive line. So so you'll see some some different bodies in there. Um, you know, with the offensive line, I, I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, I, if they suffer one more injury today, because because uh, again, uh, Latavius Simmons was going to be their swing tackle. Arlington um, Hambright also sounds like the great name of like the president of a like prep school. You know, oh, exactly. Like, I said he, it sounds like he comes from money. Yeah, it sounds like he, he comes does, from he, money. Yeah, it's it's it, it, he's a great story. Yeah, uh, you know, he's worked hard. He's one of those two seventh round picks with Latavius Simmons, so he's going to get his first start today. Uh, at guard, I think it, it was encouraging a little bit that Effetti came off the list, so he could at least play today. You know, I'm assuming Alex Bars will be the center with Whitehair and uh, Mustafer out. Um, you're gonna, yes, you're gonna you're gonna see some names that uh, you probably aren't super familiar with, and then as the game goes on, if there are more injuries or situations where guys have to rotate through, um, you're gonna need a flip card at home. And I'm not sure if you can get a flip card at home. Uh, we can't get them at home. Uh, but you'll need to have a roster, an updated roster handy, because you'll be wondering to yourself, who in the world is this guy, and why is he on the field for the Bears in these important moments? But that's just kind of where it is right now with injuries and, and COVID uh, uh, situations here, unfortunately. Well, and J.D., as we let you go, I do have to tell you that uh, the Sun-Times does a good job every week, and, and they list the offense, the defense, special teams, and they list all the numbers. So if and I'm looking here, they have you know Badera Traore at number seventy nine, and number sixty is is your guy Dieter Iceland and stuff like that. So you can actually always check the sometimes. I always print it out when I sit down here, and I might have been really you know my memory's going, but this is 2014. The Bears play the Dolphins. Oh, and, and Tannehill wow. had a, I that year too. That was wow. a, that was a disaster Ta- year. Yeah, was, Tannehill had a thirty yard run. Uh, so that might have been the one I was thinking of, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, things stick in your head, you know. As you get older, the weird things stick in your head. You'll, you guys won't get there for a little while still. So, um, but JD, uh, you know, take your homemade flip card and you know, watch, watch, watch take your homemade flip card and shut. No, no, no. So, are you are you are you joining that? Uh, are you joining that uh, that morning show tomorrow morning? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I tried to be a little, a little. I tried to just say, look. There are still some games that can win here on the schedule. Yes, there are. I don't think it's over. I, I mean, what's your definition of over? If your definition of over is, is this going to be a Super Bowl winning team? I would tend to lean towards no, strong no. 
But if your definition of is it over is can these guys maybe win nine games, maybe get in the playoffs, sneak sure. in, I would say there's an absolute possibility that can happen. This is a bad matchup for them because they this is this is coming at a bad time. A lot of injuries, a lot of problems. Pretty good team. You're on the road. You had a, a day off of practice this week that was unexpected. But they'll have an extra day to get ready for Minnesota. And they'll have their bye. They'll get the Vikings again on the other side at some point. You'll get the Lions again. You get Jacksonville. You get Houston. Guys, it's not over. But it's not going to end in a Super Bowl ticker tape parade if we would even have that right, uh, right no. now. No, no, no. We so that's my, def- my definition of over isn't is is you know are they going to win a Super Bowl? I would say no. But can they maybe find a way to make the playoffs for the second time in three years under Matt Nagy? I would say that's still a yes. It's still a possibility. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. That's right. Absolutely nothing. J- He's on a roll. Yeah. JD, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, take care. Thanks, J.D. Jeff Dickerson, and uh, he gets you ready for the Bears and the Titans as we are doing. We're here with you till 12 o'clock, and don't forget, uh, coming up, as soon as the Bears game is over, it's Jeff Miller and also Howard Griffith. They will break it down for you here on ESPN 1000. We come back, we'll hear from our buddy, our pal, Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet Sportsbook. Take a look at what the betting is doing and how everybody's betting this game uh, as the Bears are down in Tennessee. Nissan Stadium against the Titans. We'll do that when we come back. The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn around. Hanley. This is... Ah. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app. Do it now. Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. We're going to hear from Dave McGinnis. He was on with Cap and Jay Hood. Um, Eye on the enemy. They did that. We'll also hear before we're done. We will also hear from Yurko's keys to a Bears victory. And we still have that contest, so keep listening when we ask you to be the 10th caller as um, we're giving away some nice stuff for the uh, Points Bet Sportsbook over at Hawthorne Racecourse. And speaking of that, time to go and talk to our guy, Teddy Greenstein, as he is with the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. And uh, right now, Bears, Titans. Uh, Teddy, how's everything betting right now in that contest? Guys, the points bet line has been steady at six and a half with betters seemingly not scared off by the COVID concerns at Hallis Hall. Almost 60% of bets back the Bears, and the total handle is almost a perfect 50-50 split. The over-under is 46 and a half, and 70% of the bets are on the under, despite the perfect weather in Nashville. Now, if you want to get creative, points bet is offering 220 different ways to bet the game. David Montgomery's over-under rushing total is 58.5 yards. And if you think Allen Robinson's longest reception will go for at least 40 yards, you can get that at plus 360 and more than triple your bet. Derrick Henry is the favorite to score first at 4-1. to one. For points bet, I'm Teddy Greenstein. Thanks, Teddy. We appreciate it. And, uh, boy, that's really low for David Montgomery. But I guess, and if the Bears are planning on running the ball, you might be pretty good on the over on that. 
you would think, but it's yeah. such a low number. It scares you a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. Let's take a look at some of the other uh, spreads and numbers on uh, points bet right now. Some of the other games. The Lions are taking on the Vikings. Vikings are a hard team to figure out. That is also a noon kick. Lions right now are getting three points. The over uh, 51.5. Um, and you never know with the Vikings. I mean, they, you know, the Packers two weeks ago couldn't stop uh, Dalvin Cook. And uh, actually, it was just last week, wasn't it? Um, and that was leading up that game. You had the Vikings, you know, trading players. It looked like they were waving the white flag and already starting a rebuild, right? And then they go out and just go up to Lambeau and, and just run all over the place and win that game going away. And then the Packers come back and look like that was just a blip on, on their screen, right? Yeah, uh, one of the um, one of the bigger games today, the Ravens and the Colts, and you're never sure with the Ravens too because uh, Lamar Jackson's not had the year that many people thought he would have. They are a one point underdog to the Colts at home. I don't know that we would, you know, earlier a couple of weeks ago, you didn't think you'd see the uh, the Ravens even on the road being an underdog. No, and the Colts defense is very good as we saw firsthand a few weeks ago against the Bears. Um, it's an interesting game. I like the Colts there. I really do. And and maybe that's, you know, trap game for me. But uh, you, you should take the point with Baltimore. But I, I like the Colts in that one. And talking about points, uh, if you're taking, you know, you have McCaffrey back his first time since week two. And Carolina is at Kansas City, but they're getting 10 points. And I don't know the numbers. I know that. Carmen kept rattling him off this week that Teddy Bridgewater as a road dog is hit like an unbelievable numbers like 16 and 2 or something like that. It's crazy but uh, you know they're at Kansas City and they're getting 10 points and now they have their running backs so and maybe they can slow down the game a little bit uh with McCaffrey and uh you know not only running the ball but also taking his swing passes out of the backfield. And uh but 10 points in in Carolina what do you think about that one? Uh, I think Kansas City will probably cover that, <laughs> no oh, yeah. matter what Teddy Bridgewater's history is. Yeah, uh, Kansas City just—I mean, they—that's almost unstoppable. When they just you know decide to put their minds to it, all of a sudden they can put up three three touchdowns without even thinking about it. Well, in years past, the Pittsburgh Dallas game would be one you say you can't miss. Well, they're on their fourth quarterback in Dallas now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't even know what this guy's name is. Uh, they just keep bringing in new guys. Now the Cowboys are a 14-point underdog against the Steelers. The Steelers are just clicking on all cylinders. They're a fun team to watch right now, both and running see, and throwing Bri the ball. Des Bryant was, uh, was promoted. This, activated, this yeah. Yeah, activated, yeah. Yeah. It's retro week. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was looking at some of the Bears' plays. You know, Derrick Henry, your guy Riley Ridley, if he scores two touchdowns, I think he's plus 10,000. <laughs> two, and, huh? If I'm two. Matt Nagy, you know what? I'm, I, I set up my whole retirement uh, there with you that. <laughs> yeah. And, and Derrick Henry, uh, in contrast, is plus 250. But Jimmy Graham is plus uh, 1,400. And he gave you the mea culpa during the week, and he's got to be better. And guess what? He's got to be better. But I, he said he said he's going to prove it this week that he's got to be much more of a, a target and a much more of a contributor to the offense. Can he? Is there two touchdowns in his future today? Plus fourteen hundred. Two is a lot. I took Darnell yeah. Mooney to score, and not the first, but I took Darnell Mooney to score. He's plus three twenty-five. I was going to take a, a Ridley Ridley just for the heck of it because he's active. Sure. He's plus ten fifty. So. You know, uh, little, you, you hit one of those. If we should have hit the damn one with uh, Cole, Cole Komet a couple of weeks ago, we were yeah. sitting here. 
Yeah, Cap got it at 90 Jeez. to 1 for the first TD. Yeah, I know. It's it's even more frustrating when Cap gets it. 10 and a half to 1 any time. Are, are we thinking about this? I mean, first of all, the well, he's a little dinged up. So maybe that keeps Cole it a little Komet. out of the yeah. equation there, but that's it's, not bad. It's, it's not a bad one, yeah. I mean, yeah. you would think it'd be relatively easy getting get in the red zone, but now because of Jimmy Graham and all that stuff, you're thinking maybe maybe he goes to Graham instead of a Cole Komet, but who knows? But there are so many of them, and like like uh, like Teddy said, it's I've got 238 different wagers. Uh, besides just the spread and the total and the money line. So a lot's to do. You go to PointsBet uh, Sportsbook. Go to IllinoisPointsBet.com, and uh, you can check out all of the wagers. We come back. We will hear from Dave McGinnis. He was a guy that was almost a Bears head coach. He was an assistant coach for the Bears for a long time. Now he is a color commentator for the uh, Tennessee Titans. He was on with Cap and Jay Hood. We'll hear some of his insight on what the Tennessee Titans are going to bring when they take on the Bears at Nissan Stadium. We'll hear him when we come back next. Now, the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the PointsBet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Before we hear more about the uh, Tennessee Titans, um, we knew that he was sick. Pancreatic cancer is, can I say pancreatic cancer is a bitch? I think I can. Um, yeah. yeah, and so uh, Alex Trebek uh, has passed away. Um I was just watching Jeopardy the other day because I wanted to feel stupid, um, basically. <laughs> and I had one, I think I had one answer or two answers uh, that I got correct. But, uh, In the yeah. form of a question, please. Yes, I know, I, and I didn't do that, so I felt bad about it immediately. But, uh, yeah, that's a shame. And, um, you know, I've lo- I lost my wife to cancer, and uh, just, it's it's brutal. And, uh, yeah, so it's That cancer uh, it's in particular shame. is insidious, and, and you yes. can fight the good fight yeah. and then try to be strong, but that one... Is awful difficult to overcome. No, yeah, absolutely brutal. So um, Alex Trebek passes away at the age of eighty, hmm. and um, looked pretty good for eighty. Yeah, he looked really good for eighty. I'm sixty three. I've I'd like to look look that good at eighty, but I don't want to have to wear a suit. Um, I don't. That's why I got into radio. <laughs> don't have to dress up. I'm wearing shorts and a football Hall of Fame T-shirt. I want to uh, get Zumbas. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got some. I'm sure you do. Oh yeah, I've got a few. But the funny thing is, after all the years, the the elastic waist gets a little bit cracky. And Quite I'm not cracky. saying, yes, I wasn't going there. But yeah, <laughs> since I said it, I knew it was going to come up. Uh, yeah. So you got to put them on. It's like, what's making noise? Oh, the the elastic is kind of like dried out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I just saw a pair the other day. I should probably get rid of those. Uh, stick around. We still got that points bet uh, sportsbook contest coming up. We'll ask you to uh, be the tenth caller. So stick around. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll let you know uh, when you are available. But Dave McGinnis is a guy where um, he was actually a head coach of the Bears for a little while after Dave Weinstead and. Uh, he said on he, he joined uh, Cap and Jay Hood the other day on Eye on the Enemy. They do it, uh, I think it's on Friday mornings, looking at the Bears' next opponent. And uh, Dave said that, uh, yeah, I was a head coach for the Bears for six hours and uh, only three hours that I know about it. And uh, as it turned out, they uh, decided, nah, that's not what we're going to do. And they brought in Dick Geron instead. And um, 
Uh, Brian, you were—I don't know if you were covering any of the Bears games back then, but Dave McGinnis, one of those great guys to talk to, just a well, wonderful, wonderful guy. One of those guy. great guys, and uh, Mike McCaskey apparently thought he was going to take you know fifty cents to, to coach, and uh, yeah, uh, Wolf Wolf. Uh, he, <laughs> Mike, Mike didn't realize that Dave wanted you know a prevailing wage, and uh, so yeah, it, it, it lasted a few hours, and then they moved on. Yeah, and uh, so the Titans came in with a five and two record. They've dropped couple games and um you know you, you nothing uh nothing bad about dropping a game again to the Steelers but then they lose to the Bengals last week and uh the guys Cap and Jay Hood they asked Dave McGinnis what went wrong against the Bengals well first of all I mean it was it was uncharacteristic uh, with the offense because you know Ryan Tannehill is, is, has been has been uh, even better than excellent in the red zone he threw uh, through a red zone pick uh, the special teams allowed, you know, allowed a 49-yard kickoff return. Uh, the Titans have been very good at being able to flip and play field position, you know, and and play complementary football in their in their wins. In their last two losses, they have not done that. They have to get back to that because that's what Mike Vrabel teaches and that's what he preaches. And the other thing is they got to be better on third down. I mean, Joe Burrow, you know, was excellent. He was able to extend. He was able to extend drives, you know, by again wearing them out on third down. That's a big issue for this football team defensively here and it's something that they have to address yeah and brian you brought up that third down situation a couple times and uh you know the one thing i every time i think about mike vrabel remember vrabel he actually took it to uh, you know bill belichick last year and vrabel is a you know you'd see him on the sideline yelling at his guys and stuff like that when he was an assistant and things like that but he's a very headsy uh coach he'll you know he knows I, all coaches supposedly know the rules, but he knows how to handle them and he knows how to use them to his advantage. Well, outside linebackers still got that that kind of mentality in him, right? Yeah. So the last two weeks, uh, he's been coming under criticism as well, though, for some of the moves he's made or hasn't made uh, with his coaching staff. Uh, kind of like Matt Nagy, once things start going wrong on the field, people start asking, well, wait a minute, is there a better way to do this? Yeah. Uh, should you delegate more authority? Could you could you do something different to, to get things going here? Yeah, and uh, we'll see if they can, and hopefully the Bears can prevent that. Um, McGinnis also talked about the, some of those problems that each sides have on the third down struggles. When I prepare for games as a broadcaster now, I do it just like I did as a coach, you know, and you look at both sides, and, and, and you guys know this. In the National Football League, you study schemes, but you attack people. And so when you start to look at it, the issues the Bears have had, I mean, and the, the, the Titans, let's start with them, that they've had with their third down defense, they're not able to generate enough pressure on the cylinder, you know, uh, with, with four people rushing. So they have to bring extra people. And then the other thing that has happened, I mean, it's just fact. It's not, it's not anything uh, excuse-making for, for anybody because excuses don't work in the National Football League, is their secondary, you know, has been injury-riddled all year. They have never had their starting secondary on the field at one time yet this season. And so – once you, you put those two things together and it starts to accumulate on, on you, the, you know, they're getting people to third down, but even third and double digits, which should really tilt in the favor of a defense, they are allowing those completions. And that, that does two things. That, that takes the ball away from your offense, clearly, and then it gives 
the opposing offenses some more chances to look at you, see how you're deploying your people, and attack you, all right? You go to the other side of it. I think the quarterback inconsistency as far as early on has, has really hurt you know, the Bears just looking at them. Uh, clearly right now at this moment, they've settled on Nick Foles. I've been on a team with Nick Foles before. I know that he, he, can, he can get hot. And when he does, the one thing that, that, that he is able to do, he's able to define and find uh, uh, open spaces if you give them to him and if you don't put pressure on him. So, as you say, it's going to be two sides of the ball that really need to improve dramatically if either one of these teams are going to make any kind of noise in the second half of this season. Yeah, the one advantage the Bears have, I guess, on the offensive side is Jadavian Clowney is not going to be playing. He's inactive. But then again, you think about it, you he think... He hasn't been no, he hasn't been doing anything this year. Not at all. Zero I mean, sacks, six quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. Yeah. Um, now that's not the guy, no. right? That's not the Jadavian Clowney everyone knows. No, definitely not. And he's not. making $13 bucks. Almost makes you think Robert Quinn is doing okay for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like to see him once in a while. Usually you see him in the first quarter, and then you never hear him as a name. I know, right? It's awful. One guy whose name you're definitely going to hear is Derrick Henry, and Dave McGinnis uh, talks about Derrick Henry and uh, how good he's been for the Titans and just how good he is overall. Well, I mean, first of all, he's, he's, a, he's an incessant worker, and that's number one. You know, when I first got there to the Bears, we had all those – Pro Bowl players that, that are now Hall of Fame players, and their work ethic was outstanding. I've been involved with six Hall of Famers personally during my 31-year coaching career, and they all possess that type of work ethic. And the work ethic is what's important because the work ethic and also the ability to vision and look ahead and not, and not, and not take solace in anything you've done in the past. Previously, when I was coaching Mike Singletary up there, he would come in every offseason with a blank notebook, a blank notebook and sit. What do I have to work on to be better? And so that, that's what Derrick Henry is doing right now. You know, even in his young career, he's not satisfied at all. And his career didn't just jump off with immediate success. He is a, he's an incessant worker. And plus, he's an extreme talent, guys. I mean, you're talking about a guy, you know, you know 6'3 and change, you know, 247 pounds that can run over 21 miles an hour. I mean, I mean, and this dude, I mean, he can run through you. He's a same foot, same shoulder guy. He's a patient runner. He can be violent when he needs to be. But when he breaks that second level, he can get stretched out, and, and, and it's hard for people in the secondary to catch him. He's a special type of back, but people have been doing this. I mean, he had more yards per carry last year against eight man boxes than anybody in the league and that's what he's going to get this year that's what he's going to get this Sunday he gets it all the time and so your offensive line is extremely important your play caller is extremely important your play action coming off of the run is extremely important but you have to be able to run the football in the National Football League you have to have patience and you have to have a will to do it because you know I've been a defensive coordinator in this league I could stop the run for a while and put enough people up there but sooner or later if People are patient enough. You can start to dent it, and you can start to get play action to work off of it. We've just got a really, really special back. Boy, the optimist in me says the Bears are going to be able to stop him. The pessimist sees Derrick Henry with 200 yards. Yeah, I mean, you look at the <laughs> you look at the numbers, and you're like, okay, this defense could rise to the occasion. Right. What does that actually translate, you know, into a, a pedestrian effort or? or really a dominating effort by the Bears' defense. Yeah, kickoff in uh, just about 15 minutes. Uh, now's the time. We're giving away 
a $300 game day package courtesy of PointsBet Sportsbook. Uh, $100 in on-site wagers on horse racing and Hawthorne Racecourse. $100 in on-site wagers on sports and a VIP gift bag and complimentary horse racing programs for the group. You must be 21 or older, a resident of Illinois. You can find all the contest rules at ESPNChicagoContest.com. All we're looking for, the 10th caller, 312-332-3776. We come back, we've got... Oh, my God. We've got keys to a Bears victory with Yurko right here when we come back. We're heading to kickoff on the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J-Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So the Bears and the Titans, they kick off about 10 minutes from now. Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner, and uh, Brian, we'll try to get to some of our uh, bold predictions. And uh, so We had a pretty good week last week, didn't we? I'm trying to remember. I, uh, I, I, my mind's going. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, we had a couple good weeks previously. I've, already, I've just come up with a couple that I think are really good, but um, I'm going to develop them and make them a little bit better. I know Tyler's always got some good ones, but before we do that, each and every Friday when the Bears are playing, and probably Monday night when they play uh, next uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Carmen and Yurko, they always do the uh, Yurko's Keys to a Bears victory. Let's give it a listen. This is Yurko's Keys to the Game. stepping up, fires down the sideline, Robinson makes the catch. Yurko gives us what to watch for in this week's Bears game. And it's intercepted, and it's Eddie Jackson. Under pressure again. Can he get away? No, he can't. Of course it's Mac. Yurko's keys to the game, only on ESPN 1000. Yeah, they're the best around. Yurko, I ask you, what are the keys to a Bears win in Nashville this weekend? Carmen, I'm glad you asked. Okay, this is an important game for the Chicago Bears. They're traveling down to the Music City. They've got to find a way to get a victory. I remember Alex Brown in the safety dance to win a game in overtime down there. That's right. I don't care how you do it. you got to find a way to go ahead and win it. These are the keys to the game. Key number one. Thank you very much there, Mr. Miller. You are on point today. you got to force turnovers, Carm. You've got you've to give this offense a couple of bunnies where they can just go ahead and kick it in from the 10-yard line. Force turnovers. That's what you've got to be able to do. Key number two. No stupid throws by Nick Foles. I've seen some of the dumbest throws in the history of football by Nick Foles under pressure, just throwing it up hell-bent for election, not knowing whether our team's going to catch the ball or the other team's going to catch the ball. Throw the ball out of bounds, especially if you're out of the pocket. He's been out of the pocket a couple of times when he's decided to heave the ball downfield Mm. with no direction whatsoever. That has got to stop. Key number three. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't care how they're going to do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just get it done. Just this win, offensive baby. line has got to find a way to become a cohesive unit. Mm. Now, you didn't have practice this week. You didn't uh, You didn't meet as a team and go through a ton of walkthroughs this week. They will practice today, though. 
Yeah, well, thank heavens it's open. It's got to be a Tier 3 employee that has contacted that COVID. That I'll, I'll, when you're done, York, I'll give you the latest because the NFL Network is reporting something different, okay? So when you're done, I'll, I'll, I'll update everybody. I appreciate it. This, uh, this unit has got to find a way to be co- cohesive. They've got to find a way to come together. Uh, it's incumbent upon the individuals that are out there, the five of them, to be able to communicate and to talk and get things working in the right direction. I don't know who you are. I don't care who you are. The five guys that get suited up, you got to find a way to be able to play together. Key number four. Boy, and this might be the most important key of all. The coach, the little brainiac on the sideline, the kazoo, the guy with the helmet, the special padded helmet that he might need. The great kazoo, Matt Nagy. If this guy could just put together a game plan and call plays in a rhythm and in a sequence that is somewhat complementary of each other, that someone resembles that of an intelligent football coach and one of the quality offensive coordinators that could be out there, uh, it would be an absolute pleasure to be able to watch that happen. If all this happens, it's a chance for a Bears victory in Tennessee. And those are the keys to a Bears victory in Nashville, Tennessee. Smoking hot. Well, it'd be nice to force some turnovers. That always that made uh, Matt Nagy's first year as Bears head coach really, really good and really fun to watch. They haven't been doing enough of that this year, Brian. Well, usually you win the turnover battle, you win the game. So usually, it's, it's so, yeah, yeah, usually. So yeah. it's a good start. And by the way, if you're not following Yurko on Twitter, you're not getting Yurko's uh, dozen ten and three last week, and he's got his fresh uh, batch of picks out today on Twitter. So. Take a look, and he'll make you some money. There you go. And also, don't forget PointsBet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the PointsBet app. Do it today. Uh, we always take a look at some of our um, some of our bold predictions as we wrap up the show. And don't forget, when the game is over, it'll be Jeff Meller, Howard Griffith. They'll be right here for you, taking your phone calls, breaking it down, talking about the game as the Bears hopefully will get a chance to surprise. I think they surprise many with their six-and-a-half-point dogs and knock off Tennessee down there. That would be fun. The guys would have a fun. I've always learned doing post-game shows, you get a lot more callers when the Bears lose. Oh, absolutely. It's time to vent. Yes. You, you, yeah. you can scream at the kids. Uh, you can uh-huh. scream all around. It's better to pick up the phone yes. or, or tweet or whatever and let it, get it off your chest. Yeah. Air it out. When the Bears win, uh, everyone's happy. They just watch the next game and they just go mm-hmm. from there. Yep. But uh, let's start with Tyler Aki for our uh, bold predictions. Tyler? All right, so today I've got Derrick Henry to go under 100 yards in this game, and here's why. Because the Titans, they do their best running to the right and right up the middle. Well, right up the middle, you got Akeem Hicks, and right to your right, you're probably going to have a lot of Khalil Mack today. So I'm going to say Derrick Henry is going to go under 100 yards today against this Bears defense. we got to write these wow. down so you remember from next week. How about you, Brian? I, uh, I, I'm either the dumbest guy, well, usually I'm the dumbest guy in the room, but uh, the Arlington, Hambright, uh, Alex Bars, Rashad uh, Cowart, and, and Et Al Line. Yeah. Going to keep Nick Foles clean today. No sacks. Zero sacks. And I say that in part because Tennessee, 31st in the NFL, seven sacks per pass play. So 31st down at the bottom. And these, uh, these, who are these guys? They're going to step up, and and that then Nick Foles might still throw off his back leg, uh, back foot, as as Yurko was talking about terrible throws, but hopefully he will not be sacked today. And so there you have it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's. Uh, mine is. Um, mine has to do with sacks also, uh, but it's that big number fifty-two. Khalil Mack will not have one. 
sack. He will have two sacks today. Uh, and he will get to Ryan Tannehill. Now, part of that is because Tannehill can get out of the pocket. I think one of those sacks might be one where he gets to him before he gets to the line of scrimmage, but I don't care. Uh, whatever they are, I think that he'll get a couple of sacks today. Um, I, my bold prediction was going to be the Bears will win, but, you know, if you give me the six and a half, I think that's not nearly <laughs> as bold. So you go to points bet Sportsbook, and uh, you can get that six and a half and uh, maybe take it that way. But uh, Do it, it quickly. Yeah. A few minutes to kick off. You're right. Just a few minutes to kick off. Don't forget, we'll be back next week, but likely just talking about that old sports roo, and we'll throw some Bears stuff in there because next week the Bears play a Monday game, a Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings. Then they have a bye week before playing a Sunday night game against the Green Bay Packers. So it's a big one to win as they go into a uh, divisional battle next week. Brian, enjoy. Hopefully, like I said, take Tyler Rocky's advice. Hit the mute button. I've already seen Dick Stockton on camera. And, uh, yeah, he's dressed. And, Tyler, thanks for your great work again today, as always. Yes. Thank you, Tyler Rocky. Uh, Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. It'll be Meller and Howard Griffith. As soon as the game's over, right here, breaking it down for you on ESPN 1000. Thanks for listening.